0: Out, sir, Oh! Oh! Oh, goal! Oh, goal! Joseph on goal! Through oh, no. the zone, his mom taking matters in his own hands. Faints a shot, shoots. Oh! oh my God! <laughs> BYG <laughs> Celebrity does the sweeping of the ice. My feet speedy really does a stealthy chance. Oh. oh! That's a goal from Nicholas Hauger! And now he's celebrating. Win the race. Oh God, it's in the danger zone. Oh,
1: oh! I'm <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. We're sorry. We're laughing. It's just that was bad timing. Sorry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the um, big uh, Christmas edition. I'm joined uh, by Nick Ival, as uh, I normally am. How are you doing, Nick?
0: Yeah, I'm not bad. Thanks yourself, Rambo.
1: I'm not too bad, I'm in the, the flurries of uh, e-learning at the moment, which I'm sure you you know the joys of all too well as well. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Also joined by two esteemed guests, as we always are, for Christmas Roundtable, uh, first and foremost, uh, since he's at the top left-hand corner for me, uh, Lewis Jones, um, a former Sheffield Bear, um, you would know through the VIHA, uh, but Lewis is also involved in the, the GB Students Programme, Liz- Tell us a bit about your hockey background and uh, and your role in the GB Students programme.
2: Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me, Rambo.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm uh, currently the
2: assistant coach of the GB Students men's team. Um, Quite excited to be going to Lake Placid, a little bit nervous. uh, But, you know, yeah, Lake Placid in January, so that's good. Uh, background wise, I mean, I started at Chelmsford and Romford as a kid and worked my way through juniors and then found a little bit of a journey through Romford for seniors and and, and then came to Sheffield for university, played at ENL uh, one in Sheffield for a bit as well, as well as Bears, which was always good fun. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of ended up at Billingham, Nottingham Lions and and now I'm sort of, I've stopped playing and I'm coaching, so a bit for me.
1: There you go. So, so you're, you're also involved in the joys of e-learning at the moment as well, presumably. I
2: am, yes. I do need to do that.
1: Otherwise, I might
2: get a slap on the wrist and lose my coaching licence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, um, our new players rep, uh, Alex Carmichael, Um, I'd say of the Oxford fame, but he's currently in Cambridge. Alex, tell us a bit about yourself um, and how you got involved in hockey and what you hope to achieve as players rep.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on, fellas. Uh, As a says I'm Alex. I'm uh, studying at Oxford at the moment. I learned to skate at Oxford, got there four years ago, never having skated before, not having had a rink in Cambridge until, well, just finished that same year, I think, Um, and uh, made my BUIHA debut for the Oxford Vikings B, have now uh, switched to playing goalie, so I'm in net for the Oxford Vikings A, and I'm president of the uh, uni club there. And, uh, yeah, this year jumped on board... With the committee as players rep, look, just been looking to try and smooth as much over as possible with uh, kind of the return to B U H A competition since we've had our little hiatus, what with COVID and all the rest of it.
1: Yeah, and uh, how are you finding the, the machine from the other side?
3: It's uh, it it really does reveal a lot, I think, to be to be sat on the other side of the table. It, you you kind of get to realise how much goes into it and how much actually, you know, a lot of what kind of doesn't seem to make sense from one side of the table there's a lot of rhyme and reason to it that you just can't really figure out until you're until you're there in the machine um but it's been you know very eye-opening to see like just how much effort and dedication goes into it from a lot of different kind of forces to make sure that you know we we as students get to have a good time and play some hockey
1: cool and uh, Alex you got a future uh, career in politics because uh that was very much toward the party line there
3: uh, no comment, I think is the correct answer.
1: <laughs> um, so um, yeah, we normally just have a bit of fun for our, for our Christmas podcast, but um, I suppose it would be very remiss not to talk about the GB students um, and uh, and this and the squad announcements coming out recently. Now, I'm I, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit more ignorant to the men's team than perhaps the women's team, just with my coaching background and with the Steel Queens. Um, so list talk us through a bit about the squad try and not put people in lines because I don't want anyone laughing no no. us in the comments like they did in, when your initial post but if uh, <laughs> you can tell us a bit about the squad
2: so if anyone wants to try and look into lines there should be in alphabetical order on that post so uh, that, so there are no rhyme and reason to that post apart from there should be in alphabetical order um, yeah goalies wise I guess we can start at the top we've got Josh Crane returning from from 20 what is it, 19 now? Um, you know, Whitley Warriors starting goalie. Um, he's been there before, so it was kind of, you know, it was kind of a no-brainer with him. You know, he, you know he, he will probably start quite a lot and he'll play a lot and, you know, pretty pretty happy with him. So that will probably be the one thing I can give away. Um, and then back, and then sort of his other goalie partner, I guess, we're only allowed two. Um, uh, so we've got Tim. Uh, Tim Lyons, from he's at Hull Seahawks. I think he's at Uni of Huddersfield. Um, I know they wanted a big shout out for all of this because he's the first athlete they've ever had doing something like this. So I'll plug them shamelessly. Um, but, you yeah, no, he those two, they, they form a pretty good partnership. They're pretty loud. They are the two loudest guys that we have. Uh, we've got quite a young team, so having them two being quite loud is probably a benefit. Although I think Tim's rooming on his own because of the weird room allocations they've got out there um probably to to give a few guys some extra sleep more than anything um so yeah they, 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 the 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 are looking good got um you know on the forwards post, I think we've got like um you know Jacob Blackwich from Manchester um and and Blackburn we've we've got the two steel dogs boys in Brady and Tom um so, yeah, like they'll be sort of up there, George Gell from Nottingham and a couple of the other Lions. We've got Zach uh, Yokoyama, who a lot of people are looking forward to seeing how much he can wind people up out in Lake Placid as he does so well in in, 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 in IHL. So, but yeah, i got a decent group of forwards. Um, we have got um, the three from Sheffield as well in, in Sam Rogers, uh, Reese Wickens, and Will Solozzi. They're all going to do a good job for us as well. Um, uh, you know, and, and then on the defence, again, you know, a range of people. We've got possibly the tallest British hockey player we could find in in Big Chris. Um, he's about seven foot tall, so he'll, he'll he'll stand out on the blue line amongst quite a small team compared to some of the other teams we're going to face. But, you know, we've got some guys from all over the place, really. And yeah, like, I mean, we had a lot of choices to pick from. Um you know, I was, I was sat ringing players all the way through like sort of August and September trying to get a few extra guys into them, you know, and we had probably about 30 we could have picked from and this is what we got to and, you know, pretty, pretty confident we'll do a decent job, to be honest. Um, I think they can probably, probably compete with some of the teams that are seeded either below us or just above us and hopefully we'll give good games and give good showing the whole time.
1: Great, great stuff. And just, um, I appreciate you might not be able to tell me who yet, but uh, when can we expect the captains to be revealed and, and things like that?
2: The post will be going up soon. So I'll, I guess I don't know when this will go out. Um, but I guess I can give you some breaking news for for BOHA. We've named Tom Palmer as our captain uh, and we've named Brady Doxy and Jacob Luckwich as our assistant captains. Uh, we did that yesterday at camp, so they know, so it won't be a surprise to them. Uh, we'll be posting that stuff out this week, probably, hopefully. Um, and then, obviously, we'll have Josh Crane also leading as well. He's, he's got the loud voice. He's been there before. Can't put the C on his jersey. I mean, he probably would have been my vote for captain, um, just from his experience point of view and how he's led the boys. But he, he'll be part of that leadership group as well. So that's, that's what we've gone with for that.
1: Yeah, Josh Crane, I, I've spoken to him a couple of times. At least he'll be sensible enough. I remember... A game where uh, Saint Andrews had named their goalie as captain, and I was referee. He chased me around the ice to argue a call, uh, to which point I did point out to him that I could throw him out the game for that, and he he still didn't get. <laughs> um. So uh, Nick, you you, I don't know if you know any of the players, but what are your thoughts on the, how the GBS men stand, and and uh, what are you what are you hoping for from them?
0: Uh, I know for both uh, men's and women's, I know the, the whole uh, bug situation and the quality of the opposition that we face is is always a daunting task, but I know uh, in the past both both groups have, have done us proud and have their own individual targets of obviously what they're looking to achieve from from a tournament, and yeah, certainly we'll go on through the men's team that you've done just there, there's lots of well-known names, uh, people of NIHL fame and uh around that kind of circuit which is good to see and um even throwing out some names in there from a couple of people who do make uh, appearances in uh, in for their byj teams as well uh, big uh, big shout out to uh stuart jackson uh, who uh, i've had the pleasure of getting to coach a little bit this year through uni so um i'm sure he'll be enjoying himself he's quite the character but um yeah again uh i think it's a pretty good strong team on paper and uh, I think Lewis has said all the right things there about what they what they're like as a group and in the room, and it, it's going to take uh, quite the effort, but I think they've they've got all the potential to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Alex, so you got any you got anything on GBS that you want to want to say, or even just a good luck message from there?
3: Yeah, no. I mean, best of luck to all the boys and girls going out there. I I don't think we've had the women's uh, roster released yet, have we? Yeah, uh, no, that's been, yeah.
2: We'll get to that. Yeah, okay. we announced that yesterday. Yeah, we okay. put it out while we were at camp yesterday. It should have gone ah, out on the on the relevant pages. So that is out there now. Um, I can't talk too much to those guys because I only know a handful of them from seeing around camp and stuff like that. But no, yeah, that, that, they've been announced. And, and, and I know, I think from my end, I've coached Ella Howard before. Um, so from a goalie point, they're looking very strong
1: on that side. So that is a
2: very good pickup for, for Ryan on the women's side. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually um, I'm actually going out to um, Alberta for my honeymoon, and uh, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that um, I'll see Ella play because uh, I'm I'm planning on going to the Dinos game on the seventh of January, just before she'll be heading off to meet you guys. So uh, if she's uh, if she's listening, um, she probably won't be. But if she's listening, uh, you know, um, look for a big ginger Scottish guy in the crowd. Um, now, turning to the women's team, um, um, I think it's, it's fair to say I, I was very pleased with the squad co- uh, collection, having coached quite a few, uh, selection, having coached quite a few of them myself, um, and uh, I think I think we've got a really good bond of girls from what I've seen on their Instagram and stuff. I know that Lewis, you're maybe not as as involved with them, but or don't know them quite as well, but um, does the vibe seem like they're all quite, quite a tight-knit group?
2: Yeah, definitely. Their they're, they're Instagram and that, you know, they're always doing stuff together. They, I mean, yesterday they were mucking about outside Buckstop and they, they'd spilled a coffee and they are all laughing and stuff yesterday at camp and, they, you know, they were all pretty happy yesterday. They seemed pretty good. They've had their warm-up game in Guildford I think they went bowling before at the rink as well. Um, so they had a pretty good time when they went down to Guildford um, and I'm sure they're going to, they'll be a, pretty close group they're quite lucky I, I'm, I'm envious to be honest because they've got the two minute walk from where we we're staying to the rink rather than having to get the bus ride so I'm a bit envious of where they're, where they're getting the logistical ease of that. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're, I think they're a pretty good group and they'll pull together pretty well. I think it's very much similar with the boys as well. They're a good group. They, you know, we've only had the one who hasn't been able to be here at camp because he's over in he's in in Carl Watson over in the NCAA Division Three. So yeah, it's the same for the boys. The girls. I mean, even then they've been mixing amongst each other as well. Um, you know, at camp and like getting to know each other a few few of them sort of stay in good contact with each other and that the, the whole group to be honest is a really good group and coaches as well we're all pretty tight you know and I think it'll be a really good trip I think they'll all get on really well and I think there'll be some lifelong friends made out of it as well so yeah I think I think they're a pretty good group.
1: Cool cool and um, I, I guess I, I, I hate to sort of prod you out more but um, is the women's captain announcement soon as well or?
2: I have no idea on that one I, can't help you on that one I do apologize
1: No worries. I uh, just I would ask because um, you know I'd get shouted out if I didn't I didn't ask that from people um I want cool, like to give well, a
3: quick uh quick shout out to Tash Dury on the women's side who's coming in as one of the goalie tandem uh mm-hmm. go Tash first of all sick work uh, she came in I think uh last year maybe last year when I was I was on a year abroad so I kind of came into the secondary but Tash came in as a field hockey goalie made the transition over to ice and has basically been playing you know since since we've been in like post-pandemic hockey so for her to go from like making that transition to field hockey to then making the GBS team is uh, really really strong so big shout out to Tash huge effort on that and uh, one of one of uh, the few Oxford students to have made it into the GBS women's team I think since Tiff Dunno did it way back when in I don't know the Previous iteration of like IAS All Stars, so way back history, but yeah, big up Tash.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really interesting transition, and it, Nick, that does that give you hope for your cricket career? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you never know, there's You're always
1: gonna, hope. Are you going to see you as an off spinner in the next Ashes? Uh,
0: probably a long way, long, long way off that, but uh, you never know. I'm being, honest,
1: living, living I'm being honest, I used off-spinner because it's literally the only cricket term that I know. Um, so, <laughs> so um, guys, obviously, before we get to, to Wuggs and Blobby obviously cheering on GB from wherever we are at the time, um, but I suppose just before we move on, Lewis, do you know if there's any streaming information yet or anything, or are you are not sure? Uh,
2: I believe uh, ESPN have picked up the tournament uh, in the US. So that's the local broadcaster. But I also think FISU will be having streams of some sort. Uh, it will be FISU.TV, I think, from memory. Um, but any any other information I can get passed back across to you and we can get that out, I guess, you know, and we can do it that way. I, I think sometimes in the past I've had games on YouTube as well. Um, I think Fisu TV is a small small charge for the full tournament. I think it's like four quid or something. Um but, yeah, I think, I think there's some information going out. Obviously, with the time difference and stuff, some of our games are at 9.30am um, for us. It'll be 2.30 in the afternoon, but some of our games are going to be at 1 in the morning for those watching in the UK. So there's a bit of an awkward time difference.
1: You're not playing for the Bears at some of your home games. Finished at that time, anyway, so it's not a terrible well, thing.
2: For a student, well, well, but... Whitley Bay games start at that time.
1: Don't <laughs> well, exactly. So uh, that's uh, hopefully we'll be able to to watch it. And you can get one of those uh, one of those VPN thingies um, to to get the ESPN channel. Um, so anyway, guys, uh, let's get a bit festive. Um, Christmas is coming up. Uh, Nick, what have you got planned? What's your your Christmas? Christmas uh, day layout and your festive cheer sort of plan?
0: Oh, um, nothing really too out of the ordinary this year. Just, uh, again, trying to, think much like a lot of other people, still kind of playing catch-up on Christmas from COVID in terms of last year was a little bit upside down trying to rush around and probably this year will be a little bit more back to normality. But, no, just Good, good time with friends, good time with family, good food, and uh, pretty simple uh, ethos to live by, I think.
1: And um, Nick, what the people want to know is, what sort of cakes is Mrs. Ivo making? Um, well, no, example, that's,
0: that's top secret. Um, there's There's been some research and development going on with April in mind, so I, I can't reveal what's, uh, what's happening there, I'm afraid.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, for those of you don't know, uh, Nick's mum is a tremendous baker and keeps us all sugared up during Nationals to do all the things we do up the stairs. Um, so, uh, Alex, what have you got planned for Christmas? What's your your plans, apart from crossing over to the other side, as it were, from Oxford to Cambridge?
3: I'd try and catch some some stick and pucks if they got any going. But no, much much the same as Nick's. Uh, not Nothing too out of the ordinary. Got some of my... Uh mum's family coming over from various parts of the world spread to North America and across from Europe so that'd be nice to see all of them haven't seen some of them in a good couple of years obviously what with all going on um so yeah much the same spending good time good time with family good food good people cool cool
1: and uh and and yourself Lewis what have you got planned for
2: yeah. Yes, before before I talk about my Christmas, I'll touch on the Nick Baker stuff. I know this fact because you kind of ruined one of my nice goals at BUHA Nationals by over talking a <laughs> cake's power ranking Rambo. To be honest, I uh, I can't show that clip without hearing you talking about pies and cakes and stuff. So you uh, you've definitely you've uh, just, just,
0: I do just know just that. I am um, completely and utterly blaming Rambo for I, this.
2: I do you as know. well. I do as well. So yeah, my, my Christmas, uh, I I because of going away in January and work, I, I will be working for most of Christmas, to be honest. Um, but no, I'll I'll spend time at home with my partner and, and the dog. Um and I think we'll try and possibly go to the Steelers game on Boxing Day because my partner's a big Steelers fan. Um and I get a deal through coaching at the academy. So that's nice. So I think we'll try and catch that. And yeah, just sort of preparing, to be honest, preparing for Lake Placid and trying to sort of get ready for that. To be honest, that's more more my time off over that period because I'll be away for that. So sort of keeping up with the work and getting all my work sorted more than anything. So uh, I'll try and catch some family in that time. My family, um, a little shout out to them, they're all the way down south in in sort of Harlow and and Essex area. So I don't get to see a lot of them. So I'm sure I'll get down and see them at some point um, between Christmas and the New Year as well. So yeah.
1: Cool, uh, Nick. I'm sure is thinking this
2: as well. What what kind of dog have you got? I've got a golden He's. I can hear him outside scratching at the door. Um, golden door Yeah, he's a cross between a Labrador and a golden retriever. Um, but he is the biggest golden retriever Labrador cross you'll ever find. He's huge. So yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's very energetic and a bit dopey. So he's probably trying to work his way under the door at the moment. So. If He breaks in, I do apologize.
1: That's all right, it's all right. He'd be a bit like uh, that guy, what was it? BBC News during the pandemic when his daughter comes piling in the back.
2: <laughs> he's like that. I do meetings like this at team on teams calls and stuff, and he'll there's a sofa next to the desk where I'm sat, and he'll jump on and try and like go in front of the camera and take the spotlight off me. So he, he's pretty good at doing that. So, yeah,
3: cool. I reckon that's a that's a great way of getting out of it, isn't it? Anything you forgot oh. to do for work, just get the dog up on the sofa. That takes all the heat off you.
2: Yeah, just like that. Dog, he's cute. Just no flack to me.
3: Yeah. How, how old is he? Uh, he's
2: nearly eighteen months, um, and this will be the longest trip I've had away from him so uh, yeah. since he's been with us. So this will be this will be interesting as well. Hopefully he's all right for that trip. Right. So he's, he's more of a he's more of a mum's boy. He sits with my partner a lot much more than he does me. So I'm sure he'll be fine. He won't miss me too much
1: so you uh, will not have any energy or anything he'll only been 18 months presumably
2: uh, <laughs> no not at all
1: <laughs> um, so um, yeah what we like to do our guests is get a bit to know a bit more about your favourite festive things um, Nick and I have probably done this to death uh, over the years but um, what, what is your top three favourite Christmas songs Alex and, and why
3: oh god that's a I was not expecting to be put on the spot um, that's what we do here I reckon that driving home for Christmas is is a great one by Chris Rea. That makes me sound a lot older than I am, I think. But um, since since you know going back and forth between term time, it really is like driving home for Christmas a lot when we're coming out to, towards the start of December. So that one does have a very special place in my heart. Um, God, what a question, Rambo! You've you, you've got the hard hitting journalism down to pat. I reckon we throw it over to Lewis, give him, intersperse one and one. Go, go,
1: go for one for one then, since, since Lewis has now had a better time to think about the answer to this question. I was going to mirror that, to be honest,
2: because I have to drive a long way for Christmas and that usually comes on while I'm driving home. So it kind of resonates with me um yeah like i don't know i've i've kind of pulled up some christmas songs because i don't really do christmas music i hate it to be honest i don't enjoy it as soon as you hear like, that the first of the christmas music the radio goes off and my phone goes on in the car so yeah no i I kind of will try and deflect as far away from that as possible anything that's least christmas christmas song we'll go with that <laughs>
0: um
1: uh, nick i've got a little anecdote that you'll kind of appreciate um Team night out, karaoke on Sunday night. Um, Rambo and Vicky Carson duet of Christmas time. Don't let the bells end by the darkness.
0: Oh dear God! <laughs> <laughs> You've got a higher voice than she has.
1: I had to do. I'd done the Christmas time bit, and she couldn't stop laughing, so I had to take over most of the most of the, oh. uh, the chorus. because she? She was too busy laughing. Uh, I didn't quite get to sort of choir boy levels of, uh, of of range, but you know it was it was decent enough. Um, Nick, what's your what's your go-to karaoke Christmas song? What would you sing if you had to sing a, a karaoke Christmas song? Put Nick on the spot now, since you guys got put on the spot.
0: Oh, you've got to be like you've got to go for something like Fairy Tale in New York. I'm sure me and you could do murder a duet of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, that, we'll, we'll bear that in mind. We got to, for the next uh, BHA Christmas party. Or the first B.I.C.A. Christmas party. I um,
0: was it all you about to say, have you, have you been having these parties without me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, uh, is there any other ones stick out for you, Alex? Uh, any other Christmas songs that you, you go to?
3: I reckon there's a last Christmas always always gets the people going, doesn't it?
1: Well, bit, of wa- uh,
3: bit
1: of wham. Whamageddon, that sort of thing.
3: Yeah. Any, have you guys been whammed so far this year? Managed no. to dodge it? I think no. I've dodged it so far.
1: No, I got I got a special one where somebody fired a, a what was it the uh, what was the Rick Astley one Rick roll oh,
3: Rick Rolls.
1: Rick Rold, yeah I got one of those on on st- stories or something but apart from that kind of avoided any any other any other well, I suppose you're not very Christmassy so you're sorry you, you you were going to give me the sly answer sort of Rage Against the Machine after a while weren't you That's what that's what everyone does that's no what to give me as well. um. What about, what about Christmas movies, uh, Lewis? Are you new you your Christmas movies? or?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably get shouted out if I didn't say Pilot Express or something like that from my from my family, so we'll go with that. That will make them happy. Or, you know, maybe The Grinch here and there is a, a bit of a laugh. and Maybe that's my personality sometimes at Christmas, so we'll go with that.
1: Um, I'm surprised you didn't go for the stock laddie answer of Die Hard.
0: Uh, well, I mean... Yeah. I I was was about to say, like, surely hard-hitting journalism, you've not asked the proper question, which is Die Hard Christmas film, yay or nay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about you, Alex? Do you think Die Hard's Christmas film?
3: Uh I I'm not sure I can give a fair answer because I've never seen Die Hard, which which sounds like quite poor form. But yeah, I can't I can't swing either way. Good. Good grief.
1: Oh, this is worse than the time that the guy hadn't seen Happy Gilmore, Nick. <laughs> it's actually way worse than that. It's a lot worse than that. Oh.
0: That was
1: one of our, our uh, pandemic ones. Um, and we were talking about various hockey movies and how good they were and stuff. And we got to Happy Gilmore and this guy hadn't seen it. And it was a very awkward moment because I just expect everyone seen Happy Gilmore. <laughs> so, it's, um, yeah, that was tough. Uh, oh dear, Alex. Well, you need to get on
3: that. Your home. I know. That's get some get stuff. some Christmas revision going of all the classics. Clearly.
0: Yeah. There's, there's only like what four, four or at least maybe five of them to watch.
3: Probably yeah.
0: stuff up after the first three.
1: The first two are the Christmas ones, so the rest of them are are
3: not Christmas. Yes. Is um, that the, is that the official vote? If we're breaking down diehards by by Christmas, I, I know there's the big debate that rages around the first one, but then how far does it extend? Well, the,
1: the second one's set at Christmas too, so kinda of, if the first one's a Christmas movie, the second one has to be a Christmas movie. Right,
3: by virtue of association. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then the third one they they, they go off piece. It might be an Easter movie, I don't know. But it's it's not Christmas. Um yeah. So uh well, okay, that was a that was a that was a bigger re- revelation than anything else that could have come <laughs> on. Alex, what, what's your favorite Christmas movie though? What's the like one that you've actually watched?
3: Uh this is this is gonna make me sound I've I've aged myself with Chris Rye. I'm now going to de-age myself with children's animations. But Klaus, the one that came out in 2019, really sweet little animated film. Um, I think I was I was watching it yesterday. I was around some mates' house for a, for pizza before headed home, uh, and they just stuck that on. And it's a really nice little little Christmas story. You know, the classic 90 minutes, great for great for kids in the family. Not much attention required, but it's a nice uh, it's a nice little comfort film, I think.
1: Well. There you go. Here's a big reveal. Rambo hasn't seen close.
3: <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're one for one now trading.
1: <laughs> what, what about you, Lewis? Have you seen close?
2: No, no, I can't claim I have. Uh, yeah, and talking of hockey films, I, I'm going to throw him under the bus here. Mikey slozy he has not yet seen Miracle. So I think that might need to be played either on the journey or on the plane, to be honest. He, to to well, class, well, I'm you exactly.
0: You don't need it.
2: Well, we're going to make Miracle too. We're going to go for gold, I think. We're having this laugh. No, they will make a documentary if we win it. So,
0: as I was about to say, has, has Big Man realized the significance of where you're going?
2: No, he, he says because he's a Canadian and
0: Canadians winning, uh,
2: Americans winning hockey games, he's not interested in it.
1: But, so. can you imagine that the, the underwrite, you know, you like you get these movies and it's the second movie, and you get the underwrite like of yeah. what, it was Adam family values, Adam's family weird as a relative. If yeah. we've got Mike Solosi, it's going to be Miracle 2. From uh from Zero Chill to Heroes and Thrills. That's yeah, true. Tagling. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you didn't did you start in Zero Chill? Have I, have I done you a disservice there?
2: No, no, I stayed well clear.
1: Um
2: there are a couple of boys in oh, I think Will Slozy at GBS yes, is he's a nearly said GBU there, GBS, he was in it and a couple of the boys from Sheffield were in it. Um, so uh, I won't shamelessly plug that because that might be the worst series on Netflix, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah, it's awful. Um, <laughs> it's, it Mike Solosi was actually the best character in it. Um, and he didn't even have a name in it. He was just opposing Coach One or something. Something like that, uh, yeah. <laughs> And the, uh, I think the bit that got me was, if Americans are watching it, and they're like, "Wow, Britain's got this amazing elite hockey program. Why are they so bad at hockey?" <laughs> like, it was- I, think,
2: I think the thing for me that made me laugh is they, try, they, you play the the guy was on the ice the whole time. It's Just like, why is he? Why is there no changes? Get off the ice. You're bad. Yeah,
1: they, they, they they eventually coach substituted him after he got a two minute penalty. Yeah. Bear that made. Yeah, that was that was a questionable direction. That's a tactic you. you should try and use in uh, Link Placid. I try
2: that, yeah. Pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't like who's taking the penalty and I need them on the ice. I'll, I'll sub someone else up. but for someone else in. I might put myself in the box.
1: <laughs> so, um, guys, t- let's look back a bit in 2022. Um, definitely better than 2021, I would say, for hockey um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, Nick, I'll, start, I'll come to you first because I've not heard from you very much because um, we've been entertaining our guests a lot, but um what has been your favourite hockey moment of, of 2022 apart from Max Springer scoring his first ever national goal?
0: Oh, poor Max. Right, yeah, yeah, that probably has to be up there on the list. Um, best moment? Again, put me on the spot there, Rambo. I think you might have to rotate round and I'll try and get you an answer. But uh, you know what? I can't actually. One does it spring to mind? Not saying that they've all been bad experiences, but. <laughs> nothing look, losing to you in a final will always stick in there a little while that's obviously a good experience but um um oh there there you go Rambo Angel's uh, Angel's first game there you go I'll go with that
1: cool cool that was well that was a, a big achievement getting that going then there uh, and with the base so well well, well done to you for that. It, the more women's hockey teams that crop up, the better and stronger. At the end of the day, GB students, GB team will be better, will, will be in the future. Um
0: and again, uh, it's, a, it's another hockey memory that, like, keyly involves you somehow, so.
1: Maybe just all your best memories involve me. Your first, your first uh, experience of Loch Lomond at a wedding. Um, the yeah, I won't be getting
0: out. that ever, like, in a, yeah, ever, so. Yeah, yeah, I'll
1: give you that. Um, Lewis, what about you? What's been your your favourite moment in 2022 in the hockey sense?
2: So I I actually stopped playing in 2022. Uh, I got hurt in in January, February time, and I stopped playing then. Um, So I guess most of mine are going to be coaching moments. I think I'll always enjoy winning Sheffield Varsity, Um, this time for the first time from the bench. Um, So getting one over Mikey. and and keeping that winning record for Hallam is always, it's always nice. Um, And I think that obviously anything to do with the GB stuff has been, you know, phenomenal. And and it is a, it is a big moment of pride for me. Um, I I lost my mum at 16 and she turned around and said to me before she passed, like, I can't wait. I'm heartbroken at the day that I'm going to miss that. You're going to represent your country internationally somehow. Um, and you know, so this moment to me means the absolute world. Um, so, from my perspective, uh, anything to do with the GB stuff and and going into next year and that it, it just means the world to me. So, yeah, no, that, that will be always be my proudest moment from twenty twenty two is doing that with Mikey and and the, and the rest of the GB guy. Right. and I can't thank them enough for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, and um, I suppose uh, the best is yet yet to come for you. So yeah, keep Alex, what about, what about you? What's been your
3: favourite hockey moment of uh, of 2022? Uh, yeah, in a way, uh, like like Lewis said, I, I've kind of been slightly out of commission this year on the ice, uh, having been away for a while. But I think there was just a moment where I was watching watching all the national stuff going on and all the teams and like all the people I hadn't really got had a chance to meet, but I'd heard so much about. Uh, and there was just this beautiful. I think it was a quarterfinals game between Cambridge and Oxford, and that's always a nice little kind of. Good rivalry going. Uh and Eli Harris Trent, I'm sure you you well remember from the commentary booth, just put on an absolute showstopper in the shootout to to take it all. And there was this just great moment of him fist pumping after I think he took the last shot, like block aside, dealt with it cleanly, and all the boys coming on the ice and just really, you know, everyone was kind of just feeling great in that moment. And I think that was uh not not having had the chance to really be on the ice with the squads. Um yeah, has been has been very strong. And then I guess actually this academic year, coming back so far, Oxford hasn't dropped a game in the BUHA league. I've been at all of them but one, and that's just been awesome to see, like the whole club just on a bit of a roll, uh, and yeah, just taking it all in.
1: Did you hear that, Nick? Did you hear his corporate veil drop there and call it? Me? <laughs>
3: um. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's that's a that's a, that's a disciplinary co- committee meeting waiting to happen, isn't it? Sorry, cup competition for all of our listeners at home.
1: League still cup competition, exactly. Um yeah, uh I, I, well I think well I think the obvious one for me, the Steel Queens winning nationals again. It's good. Um I did enjoy I have to say like, I did enjoy the, the two the, the Eagles games with the Kings in general because they were all really tight and fun games you didn't know where they were going to go.
0: Um, How many 12, 12 draws have you had?
1: Yeah, we had we had we we had a twelve all draw. It was like the old BPL days from when I was like five.
2: Um, Absolute coach's nightmare that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean it. It was it was uh, nine. Was it nine all after two? Yeah, <laughs> it was mental. And then we well, pulled our goalie to try and try and go for the win you. at the end. And almost gave up an empty net breakaway. It was uh, yeah, it was interesting to say, to say the least, but it was uh, it was good fun. Um so that was that was quite good. and uh, what was Lewis, you've played obviously all over the place. What's been your favorite sort of places to play in the UK?
2: Oof, now nah, you put me on the spot. Do you know what? Uh maybe not a, uh... Everyone's favourite, but I think for me, playing in Billingham was my favourite of all. It's, you know, with, just when I played there with the fans and 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 you know the ice pad it's it's quite small, which I prefer because there's not as much skating. But I I always loved playing there, and I also used to love playing in the old Cardiff when it used to be the tent as opposed to um, the new Cardiff. And I I've had one visit there and I, I I did like that as well. But yeah, the old Cardiff and and there. Um, and up in Billingham, love playing there as well. Um, I can probably name the places I hate more than more than the ones I enjoy. Um, I'll also add Solway to that list. I, I do like going to Solway as well. That's a nice place to play. Yeah.
1: obviously never played at Murrayfield, though. You would have been seen. No, No,
2: I, I, I was. I, I originally last season had signed for Billingham and we would have been up that way, I think, for a cup game or something. Or it might have been Dundee, but I haven't been to Murrayfield, no. Yeah
1: uh well maybe one day um maybe. what about you alex where, where do you enjoy playing the most apart from oxford because oxford's got that weird kind of setup but it's kind of something it has. special about it
3: well special as in outdated i think i don't know any other rink in the country that still uses nets which Solid is cool. uh, Alexander you know. Palace. Ah, oh, there you go. It shows how little I've had to. I've had a chance to travel. I reckon I'm with Lewis. I can probably place name the place I hate more than I can name the place I like. Uh, it's got to be the one down in in Southampton, Gosport, in that tiny tent that is, you know, two strides and your kind of goal line to goal line. Um, that we had a we had a brilliant game way back when in you know non-Check Div three where one of our players just kept roofing it into the ceiling and the ref didn't really know what to do because he was like, well, it should be a delay of game, but the ceiling's also. About five foot off the ice, so I don't know how I can punish you for that. Uh, really, really, uh, did not enjoy that one as much. But um, no, Cardiff, Cardiff, I didn't mind uh, the new arena. But then you know, Lewis, you've got you've got the age and experience on me there. I reckon to be able to to make that call.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll mirror the Gosport one. I, I made my nihl one debut in Gosport, and I made my senior debut in the Isle of Wight. Um, for the, for anyone that has been down there before it closed, so yeah, small rinks and bad rinks were were seem to be a, a debut point for me, to be honest, for senior hockey. <laughs> and then I and then I, I did I played in Grimsby as well. For anyone who, who might know that one, that that that's a experience as well. So yeah, those small rinks are quite quite unique to this country. I don't know many countries that have got so many small rinks. Um, and well, obviously a well, little Sutton rink as well.
1: According to the, the the recent FISU advert, that's all we have: is small rinks and square ones. Um, and, and
2: yet we use Guildford as the picture for the for the girls' game that they were they were talking about, which happens to be the biggest rink we have, I think, for for ice pad size.
1: Yeah. Um, t- to be fair, I, I I really did enjoy that article, but it was there was little bits of it that made you chuckle as well, because it seemed a little bit maybe over-egged. Nick, what's your, is your favourite rink still Whitley Bay or have you got somewhere else you prefer playing?
0: I think legally, in case anyone's listening, I have to say it's Whitley Bay, I think. <laughs> I don't want, want to get in trouble. Um, no, uh, Sheffield always is home and will always hold a dear place in my heart. Um, it's like heaven and hell. you got Sheffield at the top somewhere and you got Whitley somewhere down at the bottom. Um Everywhere else and somewhere in between, but yeah, uh, I don't know. There's there's something about, once you've spent more than 100 hours in Whitney by Ice Rink, there's something about you become institutionalised into part of it. Not sure whether or not it's the uh, asbestos that's now inside of you or not. I'm not quite entirely sure, but um, it's, it's home from home. Yeah.
3: yeah. I will say, Peterborough, I think, has the lowest boards to hop that I've ever encountered, which... It's a nice, a nice change from, uh, you know, having to give your mates a leg up to get over the top. It's a nice change
1: till you play check-in and someone runs in. <laughs> uh,
2: I'll have no slander on
1: Peter
3: right?
2: That's where I grew up a little bit, and my one of my closest friends is the rig manager there, and he doesn't. He works very hard to uh, keep that pledge running. Um, so yeah, but he knows those boards are bad, and I'm not even going to try and defend those boards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess uh, to, to make it a little bit more uh, a little bit more festive again, and um, some 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 general festive questions, and then we'll talk about what we want to do for the new year. Um, Nick, we will got you first. What's your favourite part of Christmas dinner? Like, what's your favourite uh, component of the of the traditional Christmas dinner? Uh,
0: th- th- I'll tell you I don't really have turkey at any other day of the year apart from Christmas Day. I gen- generally avoid it because I don't tend to like it. But then, just something about you put on a stupid paper hat and uh, pull a couple of crackers, and then suddenly let's just eat de- a pretty rank dry bird. So
1: <laughs> I, there's so many jokes I can make, and they're not appropriate for the podcast. So oh. I know. i just thought
0: <laughs> I, I saw you start to crack up halfway through, but I'll uh, we'll leave that maybe for the after dark episode. <laughs>
1: Um, what, what, about, what about you, Lewis? What's your favourite part of the Christmas dinner?
2: We all just agree turkey is just not a great meat, and just no. and, and we can all just agree it like it's it's not a great meat. It's too dry. It's the one day of the year, but it's it's bad. Um, roast potatoes for me, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be digging out the spare ones as well when when everyone's not looking. So yeah, roast potatoes for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, what about you, Alex? What's your favorite bit?
3: I'm more of a I'm more of a sweet tooth kind of guy. So I we I'm I'm lucky. We have some excellent bakers in my family, as apparently does Nick. So uh, we always get treated to all sorts of uh, amazing concoctions. But we've had some a couple of particularly good like chocolate logs over the past couple of years. So those have really uh, hit the spot for me.
1: Cool, cool, and. I'm, I'm going to be honest, we call them, well, I call them kilted sausages up here. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. I think the, the, general, the general term is pigs in blankets. But when I was growing up, I'm Scottish. It was all called pigs. It was all called kilted sausages. And they are definitely my favourite, favourite sort of part of the Christmas dinner. Uh, my least favourite part is actually, incidentally, not the turkey. Um, because if you put enough gravy, any meat tastes all right. Um I, I honestly just can't get what the obsession is with Russell Sprouts at, the t- at this are
0: time you, of you year. Are you sure about that, Rambo?
1: What? Your,
0: your um, previous statement about gravy.
1: Any meat with gravy? Are we talking... Yeah, if you're trying to tell me that the pie statement doesn't hold true because of that, then for, for those of you who don't know, and, and Lewis might be familiar with this, being a man that's been in Sheffield a few times, for some reason, she- Ice Sheffield serves a steak pie, and apparently they serve it at um, the games that has potatoes in the pie. Yes. And I, I'm I'm sorry, but it's not right. It's just an excuse to put less steak in it. That is the, that is the whole purpose behind it. So have you have you had that pie? I have had it, and it's not. It's,
2: great. it's good. It's good.
1: It's, it's not as good as a pie that has like that consistency, but more, more steak in it though. Um and I like Murrow's potatoes crispy and then a bit of gravy on them instead of being like kind of mulched in a pie. Um it's not the worst thing you can get in Sheffield. It's, let's, let's be honest. Uh the radar plate um, segment of the uh <laughs> some Instagram post did not go well this past Wednesday. Um Cool. Um, so what, uh, what what is your, obviously you've got university coming up, Lewis, but uh, beyond that, what's your plans for 2023 um, in a hockey sense? Are you presumably back, back behind the bench somewhere? Yeah,
2: so I'm currently coaching the under-18s in Sheffield.
1: Um, I help with
2: the Bears a little bit, with Mikey, with the A-team. Um, fingers crossed I'll get asked to do Varsity again. That'll be I mean, good. I always enjoy that. Obviously, yeah, the GB stuff. Um, I'm hoping my 18s can. Uh, we've got a big game on Sunday in Hull. Um, so fingers crossed we can get a win there and push on towards maybe a league. And, and definitely, Nationals is a name for that team. So fingers crossed something good comes from that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll kind of see where where that lands me in the summer. Um, I, I have aspirations to coach senior hockey. So, you know, I'll probably have a look and see if there's any opportunities going. Um, I never know if, if if injuries hold off and going in the gym, I might go back to playing. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how or where maybe we land on that one as well. Um, but yeah, that and, and sort of slotting that around work can be quite challenging. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, maybe, fingers crossed, might might be playing next season again. Might um, be BUHA because I don't qualify, um, unfortunately. Um, but I do miss those days. They were fun, apart from Whitley-Bowder. Tuesday night at midnight, but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens.
1: Cool. And Alice, what about you? What, what's your sort of hockey plan for 2023?
3: Yeah, just cracking on with uh, with varsity. We're hosting it this year, so lots of stuff to do with that. But looking forward to a good series of games. I think. Uh, virtual
0: oh, learning experience brought to oh. you by coaching and Sport England.
3: Nick, he's treating doing? us to the uh, the <laughs> e-learning. <laughs> yeah, no, just looking forward to a good series of games there. Getting in net um, for my well, what is presumably my last year um, as a student, and then obviously preparing for the great beyond. Uh, and where where I'll end up in terms of living, what I'll end up doing in terms of hockey. I mean, I hope to be able to continue that on like the recreational side. I've made lots of good friends um, being back home here in Cambridge in like the local scrimmage groups and all the rest of it while I've uh, been away from uni um, so hoping to see if I can keep it going beyond beyond uh, the confines of BUIHA
1: Are you crossing the divide like some kind of I don't know like West Side Story type thing? Between... That's
3: exactly what it is exactly what it is because now I know all the guys who you know most of the guys who play on the narwhals so they'll be coming down and realise oh hey that's the guy that comes and plays on our Friday night scrims why is he in the other net Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been nice to kind of get to know people on both sides because then we had a couple of away games to them this term, which is great because it's basically just a quick trip trip home for me. Uh, and then I you know get to see um, some of the rec teams playing before us, and it was nice to see some of those guys and cheer each other on, which is you know not always the connections you make in ice hockey, but it's good to have good to have some more positive memories rather than just being clattered all the time.
1: Fair enough, and to be honest with you, Cambridge has got a pretty good setup. Um, for those of you who've not been there, they must be the only BIK club that actually has their logo their set logo up.
3: on center ice, yeah,
1: yeah, it's pretty incredible. Like, I mean, the Bears had for some reason Sheffield had Sheffield United's lo- United logo on the ice, but never the Bears. Um, so but uh, I've never seen I've never seen anywhere else where that would happen, so it's pretty. Pretty good stuff. Uh, Nicky, I'm going to stop you doing your CPD for a, a brief moment here to ask what your plans are, apart from completing your modules before the 31st of December, clearly. Uh, what is uh, What are your plans for, for 2023?
0: I don't know. I'm planning on completing these modules before the end of the night. Never mind the 31st of December, Rambo. <laughs> um, plans for 2023? Uh, I don't know. Personally, 2022 uh, has not been the best going to be the best of years, um, so quite looking forward to turning the page and moving on. Um, not to be too cryptic, but we'll, we'll see what comes out of this end part of this year. There is some, well, how many days is there left? What, two weeks or whatever it is, there's still, still a bit of time left for some events to occur, but we'll see what happens. Um, but no, uh, as always, Rambo, look forward to April coming around and Nationals and everything that that holds, and uh, I think we've got... Quite a few, uh, quite a hectic schedule, and I don't know about anybody else, or so certainly in the in the uni circles, uh, be quite a harsh return to uh, to what we describe as normal season and normal hockey. So it's been pretty uh, pretty full on. Looking forward to a couple of weeks off, but then yeah, just finishing off this uh, return season really, and then we'll see what happens.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um- well, Nick, that was quite cryptic. Um, I did think you would maybe bring up our, our first ever game in Kelso, our first ever game of ice hockey in Kelso, uh, on the 21st of January. Um, where we're, we're, Nick and I are involved in a test game where our teams are going to play in Kelso um, on what is a curling rink. We've borrowed goals from people that own goals, <laughs> and we're going to see what's good. We're going to see if Kelso can be turned
0: into, uh, I suppose, a, a proper alternative venue for ice hockey uh yeah, right. project kelso is 2023's problem i'm trying not to think about what the hell i've signed up for to join you in this lunacy
1: it's a future neck problem
0: um pretty much <laughs>
1: yeah cool cool and just just before we we kind of move, move towards wrapping up guys um you mentioned Zero Chill there, Lewis, and I know you've you've not watched it. Uh, have you watched the, any of the Mighty Ducks uh, game changer stuff? And what's your uh, what's your thoughts on that? Not, not uh,
2: a I haven't watched any of the Mighty Ducks stuff. I've watched the Mighty Ducks original films as, as a kid, as I think most people have. But I haven't watched any of the Disney Plus stuff, so I'll have to defer to someone who has, or, uh, or maybe I'll, I mean maybe I'll put it on the download and have it on the plane, and then I'll give you an answer when I get to Lake Placid.
1: Fair enough. I mean, you've got enough time to watch pretty much both of them. Yeah. Um, whether whether you do it one way and then the other way because it might be a bit much to watch twenty episodes of it, but uh, in one go. Um, what about you, Alex? Have you watched much of the Game Changers thing?
3: Uh same boat as Lewis. I think I watched watched all the the original films, but none of the none of the new stuff. Is any Have you seen it, Rambo? Is it any good? Oh, trying
1: to sell uh, us our last podcast was a review of of season two. And oh. um, Nick and I. We're obligated to get through season two. Um, I did actually kind of enjoy it, but it was weird. Um, Yeah, uh, it's worth watching. It's worth watching. There is some of the nostalgic moments um, in it, Uh, and and Nick likes it because the funniest character in it is called Nick. So yeah, he's not here.
0: Um, You make you make lots of very wide sweeping compliments about Nick, and I just close my eyes and pretend it's me. Um, cool.
1: Well, guys, thanks so much for your time because I appreciate that you've been on here for for a wee while. Um, before you, before we, uh, before we wrap up, is there anyone you want to give a big shout out to, Lewis? I appreciate you, you giving a shout out to family and things already, but if there's anyone in particular. <laughs>
2: Yeah, just mirror that family, and you know, and, and all, all the boys down in Peterborough as well. My, my good friends down there, and also down to Adam Long down in, in Guildford, carry on the, the hot start to the boys. They've had a really good start to the year, and they've got the highest points percentage in. All of European hockey. So, hoping they have a continued second half of the season. It'd be nice to see one of my good friends with some silverware and the rest of the boys in Peterborough as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing them over Christmas. And, and then yeah, my family and also my partner as well. She, she does a lot to put up with me while I'm dealing with all this GB stuff. So, she definitely deserves a shout out. Um, so, yeah, those and that. And I'll shout Mikey out. I did say I'd give him a shout out um, as well. Um, I'm not looking forward to rooming with him because he does not sleep um but yeah he's uh he's no he does not sleep he sends me text messages at three o'clock in the morning about random gb students thoughts
1: so uh
2: i'll give him the shout out although he's he'll probably listen to this the moment it comes out waiting to find that shout out so so yeah
1: yeah he's uh i've, I've noticed he's it's like this the 2am club when he comes in and it's weird like for everything is brussels sprouts with some kind of sauce but he's like, this is what I've had, and this, this special craft beer with it. And they're like, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I can't talk. I, I come in from hockey. I don't know about you. If you have a late-night hockey session, it's game over for getting a decent sleep. Like,
2: yeah. Uh, I used uh, what, to have- I used to I used to travel uh, to Birmingham from from like uh, from Sheffield area um, when I played there, and that was two nights in a row, hour and a half back to Sheffield uh, after practice after going to Spoon's because we usually used to go to Spoon's straight after training. Probably shouldn't admit to that, but we used to go to Spoon's after training and then come home. So I used to I used to be home very late most nights. So yeah, I can mirror that. Fair enough.
1: And, and Alex, what be What about yourself? Anyone you want to give a big shout out to? I know you mentioned
3: Tash already, but anybody else? Uh, Yeah, I want to shout out Nathan and Hilary, our blind ice hockey players that we have down in Oxford. They've been doing just awesome stuff over this season, the past season. They've been out in uh, Finland recently for a blind hockey tournament. Uh, We've got a session, we've got a couple of taster sessions coming up in the new year that we're running with them for like try blind hockey. Um, So just really Really makes me proud to keep working with them uh, and keep supporting them in their hockey journey. Then everyone at the uh, everyone at the club OUIHC has just made it uh, just worthwhile, you know, all the admin headache and all the rest of it to uh, get to see everyone playing. But yeah, just uh, just all the guys back in back in Oxford.
1: And uh, Nick, what about you? you? You don't normally get to give a shout out, but because
3: it's Christmas, you can you can have a, a brief
1: softbox moment.
0: Shout out to you, Rambo you got married this year well done
1: did get married this year thank you
0: i think i think that i think that deserves ahead of a lot of other things i think uh, you you made it well done
1: well i would like to give a shout out to my wife uh, i think that's the the, st- the stock answer there um and because I've not mentioned it, um, also to Switzerland, the country uh, that Nick and I visited back in March in 2020, uh, 2019.
0: Remember, you realise that the amount that we've droned on about things like Switzerland is probably the reason that we've never been invited to go anywhere ever again? <laughs>
1: um, I got invited to commentate on the London varsity, but it was the day before it. I was like, guys, I mean, give me a little bit of a chance. (laughs) Could you come down tomorrow and commentate on our varsity? No. (laughs) That's the answer to that question. Um, So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, you're right. We haven't been invited invited back um, since. So, yeah. Anyway, um, that's enough from us. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. I think we all agreed we were going to spit a few bars from "We Wish You a Merry Christmas" to uh, to finalise off um, so we did. on on three. <laughs> <laughs> no is see. The people who've got their cameras on right now, um, <laughs> the facial
0: expressions, Are faces.
2: Oh, is that is that my mic muted? Oh no! <laughs> no, no uh, 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 uh,
0: in which case, Rambo, I think just since you talked about your uh, musical exploits beforehand, um, I think you should play us out by yourself. Oh,
1: again, <clears throat> we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I don't know why I did the hand gestures. Anyway, that's a goodbye from me.
0: <laughs> it's a goodbye from me.